0: Welcome to worship on this beautiful Sunday morning. I thought it was going to be a rainy one, but so far, not so bad. Welcome to worship, all of you. Those of you who are here in the sanctuary, those of you who are worshiping with us online, welcome this morning. Now, there's two things that I want to do as we begin this morning number one i forgot something that we were doing for a couple weeks and we still have friends who are joining with us online if you are here in this sanctuary will you do me a favor and turn around and wave to that camera and say good morning morning. i'll tell you i think it's wonderful when i was worshiping in hawaii and i tuned in i was thought it was so great to see who was here when everybody turned around and said good morning so to all of you online good morning and now I know we haven't resumed fellowship yet. I know that there's still a lot that we haven't started yet. And I don't want you getting up and moving around your seat like you normally do. But why don't you take a moment to turn around and to say good morning to each person. And as we do that, let me start by saying the peace of Christ be with you all. Let us greet each other. And now let us gather in, oh, and, and one thing that we have to realize, as I have Ruth standing right there, do you know that Ruth just turned 94 years old? <laughs> and I think Arrow's ready knowing what I was about to say. Why don't we take a moment, 94 is amazing, and sing happy birthday. I'm going to mute myself. You guys can lead the singing.
1: Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Ruth, happy birthday to you.
0: So great to have you here with us. And now let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and with your power as we worship you in this place. We ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Give us this time to worship you and to feel your presence and your peace this morning. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. And now before we begin with our first song, we have a very important announcement for you because we do have a fundraiser going on. So I'm going to invite John Pauling up to come forward for one moment before we begin.
2: Good morning, everyone. It's so good to see so many faces that I haven't seen in quite a long time. Um, So I'm excited to share that the trustees will be having another fundraiser. It's going to be a chicken barbecue that will be hosted by Widener's. Um, If you're not familiar with Widener's, um, they actually set up at the Erie County Fair. And for a very long time, uh, Chevetta's was my absolute favorite, but Widener's is my new favorite. So if you've not tried it, it's very, very good. Uh, The event will be on uh, Friday, June 11th from 4 to 7 p.m. I will be selling tickets in Cook Hall right after the service. Uh, If you purchase your tickets in person on Sunday, they will be $11 each. Um, If you purchase your tickets online, they're $12. And then if you wait until the day of the event, they do go up a little bit. Um, But the dinner will include a half chicken, buttered spuds, macaroni salad, and a dinner and roll. So we are looking forward to it. Um, it will be rain or shine, and if you'd like, you can take your chicken to go, or if you'd like, we'll also have, ta- depending upon the weather, we'll have tables set outside if you'd like to sit and enjoy your chicken dinners together. So thank you, and hope that you can all attend. Uh, stop by the cook hall after, after service, and I'll be happy to sell tickets.
1: Please stand with us and sing. Night of the world, you step down into darkness, open my eyes. i Together worthy, all together wonderful to me. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down.
0: now we will light our peace candle and as we light our peace candle will you please join with me in praying for peace let us pray for peace in this world because this world needs peace but let us also pray for peace in our own lives not just that we can experience peace but that we can also be agents of peace in this world so let us join our hearts and our minds together as we pray for peace holy and loving god We turn to you this morning, Lord, and we pray for peace. We pray for peace in our own lives, but Lord, we pray for peace in this world. We pray that your love can spread throughout all this world so that we can see each other as brothers and sisters and there can be peace. We pray, Lord, that you can help us to be agents of peace in this chaotic world. We pray this all through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And together we say, Amen.
3: Hi, Bernie. Hi, kids. Bernie, you seem extra excited today.
4: I am. I am. I'm so excited.
3: What are you excited about?
4: God! God is so great. God sent us Jesus to show us how to live and how to love. And God sent us the Holy Spirit to be with us always. God is so good.
3: You're right, brother. God is
4: really good. And mom, that's Pastor Elizabeth to you kids. She is going to tell the adults about a story about a man who had all of the money and all of the things that he could want, but he was missing something really important, like the most important thing. He was missing a strong connection to God that he really wanted. And then one day, one of the apostles apostles by the way they were leaders of the church after jesus returned to heaven well one of the apostles told this man about jesus and god's love and he was so excited that he nearly ran and jumped into the river to be baptized
3: well brother god's love is really exciting without god's love we can have everything in this world but we still won't feel complete because we need God's love within us to truly feel complete peace and understanding in this world.
4: Oh, I hope all of you kids grow up to know what it's like to feel God's love, because God's love gives us that feeling that we are perfect, just the way we are. God's love helps us to be good people and to care for others. God's love gives us a feeling of happiness, even
3: when life is tough, God's love is the greatest. You're right, Bernie. God's love is the greatest. And kids, that's why you come to Sunday school every week to learn more about the stories of God's people in the Bible. And your teachers donate all of their time to be here to teach you about these stories because they want you to love God as much as they do.
4: the greatest?
3: They really are. Well, kids, pay good attention in Sunday school today because your teachers always have really important lessons for you, and all of their lessons can help you to know God better.
4: Have a great day, kids, and see you next week.
5: For our call to worship, when I say, Beloved, let us love one another because, you will say, Love is from God. Beloved, let us love one another because… Love is from God. Everyone who, who loves is born of God and knows God. Beloved, let us love one another because… Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. In this this is love, not that we loved god but that he loved us and sent his son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins beloved let us love one another because love is god. since god loved us so much we ought to love one another beloved let us love one another because love is god. no one has ever seen god but if we love one another god lives in us And his love is perfected in us. Beloved, let us love one another because. Amen. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah.
0: reading this morning comes from the book of acts which is the acts of the apostles the acts of the apostles is a continuation of the gospel of luke It is written by the same author, and he separated it into two different parts. And so here we're reading from the Acts of the Apostles, which is the beginning of the church, how the church began, how the church grew, how the gospel spread from this small group in Jerusalem out to so many. So we are going to read from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, we will read verses 26 through 40. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? all right come on friends if you are ready to hear the word of the lord if you're excited about this in any way possible because i know i'm not the only excited person here in this place though my excitement usually is a little off the charts but if you are excited at all please with joy say amen Amen. there we go ah that's like music to my ears okay starting with verse 26. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go toward the south of the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. And so he got up and went, and there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. And seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet isaiah and then the spirit said to philip go over to this chariot and join it and so philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet isaiah and he asked do you understand what you are reading and he replied how can i unless someone guides me and he invited philip to get in and to sit beside him and now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb, silent before his shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, about whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? And then Philip began to speak, starting with the scriptures. He proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus, that they were going along the road. They came to some water, and the eunuch said to him, "'Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized?' And he commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more, and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Astos, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: down at your feet, O Lord, is the most high place in your presence. your glory, embraced by your mercy, O Lord, I live to worship you, I'm amazed at your glory, embraced by your mercy.
0: Will you join with me in a moment of prayer? Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your Holy Spirit. The same way that you blessed Philip and the same way that you blessed that man, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us and bless us this morning. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So Luke tells us this story, this quite wonderful story. Of course, the one thing that is missing in this story that I would love to know is this man's name. Do you realize that we never know this man's name? Now, in the Bible, we're used to maybe not finding out the woman's name. A lot of time you do find out the man's name, but not in this situation. We don't find out the name of this man who is the main character in the story who is interacting with Philip. So Philip was one of uh, the—he wasn't exactly one of the apostles. He was one of the church leaders he had a very special role i could do a whole entire sermon on on philip philip was a really interesting person but we don't have enough time for that this morning because you probably wouldn't like that very much Uh, but philip was a really interesting church leader a very charismatic church leader who went and who spread the gospel from place to place to many many people Well, we've got this man who we know was a eunuch. We don't know his name. I kind of want to give him a name, and the name I usually go for is George, so maybe we should just call this man George just so he has a name because I hate that he doesn't have a name. But anyway, so we have this man who was a eunuch, so let's call him George. So George was an Ethiopian eunuch. We know a few things about George even though we don't know his real given name, though George is a good name. And so what we know about George is that, number one, he was a a, a eunuch, which men, I'm sorry to make you feel uncomfortable right now, but that means that he was castrated. Why was this the case? It was the case so that he could protect the queen without being a risk to her, without being a risk of being able to impregnate her. And so this man... He was a eunuch, which means that he was castrated, which means that it was his job to guard women. But we know even more about this man who we're calling George. George just wasn't any poor eunuch, but instead he actually had some power in his position. We know, number one, he was literate, which meant that he was more intelligent than the majority of the population. The fact that he himself was literate. We also know that he took care of the queen's finances, which was another really big deal. Now, by the way, a lot of the time think that people think that the queen's name was Candace. Her name wasn't Candace, but instead her position was a Candace. And if you look right here at this area that's labeled Cush, what she was was she was the queen of that area right there, which is just south of Egypt and really almost to the, the northern part of Ethiopia. She was the queen of the kingdom of Cush, and her title was the Candace. Well, this eunuch, George, he had control over all of her finances. He had all of her finances uh, and, you know, that he took care of, which means that he had a position that was really quite a position of power. We also know that he took his own trip to Jerusalem, his own trip to Jerusalem with chariots at his disposal, which means that this man himself was really quite wealthy, so he had knowledge, he had wealth, probably relative a good amount of wealth compared to most people. He had knowledge, he had wealth, he wasn't able to have a family, but really he had almost everything that he could really need. And yet the one thing that he wanted, the one thing that money couldn't buy, the one thing that he he couldn't find elsewhere that he wanted so badly was a strong connection to God. And somebody must have told George about the, about the God of Israel. Someone must have told George about the God Yahweh, the God of Israel. And so George, who wanted God in his life, decided that he needed to go and he needed to worship God because he, he couldn't buy any way to worship of God. So he needed to go on this trip. And so he went on this long pilgrimage. If you think all the way, if you want to go back just for a second, if you know this area well, if you want to go all the way from the kingdom of Cush up through Egypt and up all the way to Israel, that's a long journey, especially then, especially by chariots. Yet this man, he wanted a spiritual pilgrimage. And so he went all the way to israel to go and to worship god but this is really important because of israelite law this is something that he didn't know this man makes this long expensive journey all the way to israel to go and to worship god and he gets to israel and he's ready to learn about this god and he's ready to worship this god and he goes to walk into the temple and what do you think they say nope you can't come in you can't come in you are a eunuch you have been castrated that means you are deemed unclean so this poor man who made the long journey from the kingdom of cush all the way to israel imagine the heartbreak he must have felt the only thing that he wanted in life was to feel the presence of god and he makes his way all the way there and they say no according to our law you are deemed unclean you are unable to come into the temple to worship will you just take a moment to breathe in that pain he must have felt this man wants nothing more to worship than to worship god and he gets there A journey that would be long for us today, but imagine back then. He gets all the way there, and he's told that he is unclean and unable to worship God. I can't imagine the pain that he must have felt, and so he was slowly making his way back home. He was slowly on his way back and he was literate so he was able to read the scriptures so he had somehow he had he had isaiah there with him and he's in this document and he's reading it and he's wanting to know more and he's wanting to experience god but then God God sees those who are brokenhearted. God sees those who are deemed as outcasts. And God sees those who are deemed as unclean because no one is unclean in the eyes of God. God sees those who are suffering. And God saw this man who I'm calling George. God saw George. God saw the pain and the yearning that George had in his heart. And so I love this. God just kind of like miraculously sent Philip to him. Philip, who, by the way, is the most persuasive speaker. Philip, who isn't just like some of the others who just talk and preach in a boring way, but Philip, who is charismatic. God takes Philip and sends Philip straight to George. God takes Philip and says, Philip, George needs you now. And so Philip gets up and he goes and he makes his way to the chariot and he goes to George and and he sits down next to George and he starts talking to George and he says, George, do you understand what you're reading? He's like, no, I wish I did. I want nothing more than to know about God. But who who is he talking about here? I can read these words. I know what these words are saying, but I don't know the whole message behind it. And so Philip sat with him. Philip, who sat with him, even though this man had been deemed unclean by, by others, Philip sat with him and talked with him, and told him the stories. He told him the stories about Jesus he told him the stories about the power of the holy spirit he even told him about baptism and george white might be one of my favorite people in the bible because i love george's enthusiasm here and you know i like an enthusiastic person well george loved he was so just enthused by what he heard that then as they're making their way on the chariot he's like there's a river right over there Philip, there's a river right there. What's going to stop you from baptizing me? Let's just go and let me be baptized. And so I imagine that these two men ran like little children with so much eager and excitement, and they ran straight to the river, and there Philip baptized George. George was baptized, and he was beyond excited. He was beyond overjoyed. He was rejoicing, and then like that, Philip was snatched away, and Philip was sent elsewhere. I love this story. It breaks my heart that somebody could ever be deemed unclean. Jesus tells us that's not the case. No one is ever unclean. We are all clean in the eyes of God. But I I love this story, though, how God sees this man sees this man who wants nothing more than to worship god sees him and god answers his prayer and i also love this man who i'm calling george because this man he has everything that he needs all of his needs are provided he has wealth he is wealthy enough to have chariots at his disposal that is a lot of wealth He has what he needs. Everything that he needs is provided for him. And yet he knows that he wants one thing that he can't buy. He wants one thing that he can't attain elsewhere. He wants to know the presence of God. Friends, do you realize that all of us, we have like a God-sized hole in our heart. Every single one of us has a God-sized hole in our heart. And we will sometimes try to fill that hole with something else. Sometimes we'll try to to fill that that hole with the love of another person. And and while love of another person is absolutely wonderful, that other person can never fill a God sized hole in our heart. Sometimes we we try to fill that love for, or that that God sized hole in our heart for a job that we have, a career, and maybe we throw our whole entire lives into that career. We work ourselves nearly to death thinking that that career will fulfill us but it doesn't because there's only one thing that can fulfill that God-sized hole in our heart. and he guesses what that thing is? (laughs) It's God. And I love how George knew this. He had what he needed, but he needed more. He needed something. He felt that void inside of his heart and he knew that the only thing that could fulfill that void was the presence of God. Now, I'm gonna tell you the other day, I didn't think I'd ever preach on Justin Bieber, but I guess I'm going to. So the other day, (laughs) I was uh, driving in the car, and I was in the car listening to whatever Christian music was coming up on my Christian Spotify playlist, which is just random stuff, and I hear a song that I hadn't heard before, and I was like, oh, who's singing this? So, you know, I kind of, like, tap the screen to go over to the music thing to see who who is singing it, and I see Justin Bieber. (laughs) And I was like, really? This is a Christian-sounding song. Like, nothing, I just, I've heard Justin Bieber songs, Of course, this morning, I had that baby song stuck in my head because I was thinking about Justin Bieber. Haven't heard that song in forever, yet it managed to get stuck in my head. But I was surprised to hear a Christian song sung by Justin Bieber. Like occasionally, maybe some kind of song comes on by like John Legend or somebody who's a popular singer, but that doesn't surprise me because he used to be a gospel singer. So that doesn't surprise me at all. But I was in the car the other day and I was like, Justin Bieber singing a Christian song? What's going on here so of course i had to go google it thank god for google what in the world did we do before google do you guys remember all the encyclopedias by the way we had that whole encyclopedia britannica thing set up in our in our library upstairs in my house and uh you know it just it just kind of like blows my mind how we can just google everything But so I went and I googled Justin Bieber, and he's still so young. He's only in his 20s. You know, he's still so young. And I remember when he came to fame with that, like, little YouTube sensation. Then he became this extremely wealthy singer, you know, with, with so many, you know, popular hits. So he now probably has more money than he'll ever need in his entire life. But I realized that a few years ago, he realized he needed more. A few years ago, he realized that he needed something else. He realized what this man, this this eunuch who I'm calling George realized, he realized that he had a hole in his heart that he could not fill with anything else. He couldn't fill it with anything money could buy. He couldn't fill it with any any love from any one person. He realized that he had a hole in his heart that was yearning for God. And so he jumped into his faith. He dove into his faith. And I hope and I pray this is something that sticks. I hope and I pray that he stays active in his faith because he's he's still so young but i love that this young famous musician realized that there was one thing that he needed that money couldn't buy and that one thing that he needed was god now of course this is probably like preaching in a choir because you guys are all sitting here in church on sunday morning or watching online so i 100 realizing that this is basically the definition of preaching to the choir But the reality is that every single one of us has like a God-sized hole in our heart. We can try to fill it with something else. We can try to fill it with experiences. We can try to fill it with like, you know, we can go skydiving. I think that that amazing, you know, experience would fill that hole in our heart. And maybe it almost does temporarily, but then that feeling passes. We can think that falling in love with somebody can fill that heart, and falling in love is amazing and glorious. But you know that that amazing, over-consuming, falling experience of falling in love doesn't last forever. And we need something, something that will last to fill that hole. And the only thing that will last, that will fill that hole in our heart is God. The only thing that will fill that God-sized hole in our heart is the presence of God. So as we think about the enthusiasm and the rejoicing of George, I like giving him a name. As we think about the enthusiasm and the rejoicing of George, as we think about Justin Bieber, who realized he needed faith, what about us? What are we doing to make sure that we are filling that God-sized hole in our heart with god are we making sure that we are praying every day are we making sure that we are doing everything in our power to be the hands and feet in this of god in this world are we making sure that we are taking time for spiritual self-care i mean if you didn't pick up a copy of the zionate if you didn't get it in your email you can see i've got five little hacks that i do for my day to stay rooted in god But are we making sure that we are staying rooted in our faith? Because we can try to fill this God-sized hole with something else. We can try to fill this God-sized hole. Unfortunately, I can tell you there are so many people who go out there trying to fill this God-sized hole with God knows what, and it only probably pollutes their body. Are we finding ways to fill this God-sized hole in our heart with worship and with praise? Are we beginning our day in prayer? Are we taking time for meditation? Are we taking time to open up our eyes and to see the way that God is working in this world? Are we turning on that Christian music in our car and singing like a maniac? Because if you pass me on the road and I'm singing my brains out, that's what's happening, I'm praising God. Are we taking time to sing songs of God, our songs of praise that fill us with such joy and that fill us with such love? Because we have a God-sized hole in our heart. Nothing can fill it. Nothing, no one, no thing, nothing money can buy can fill that, ho- that hole. Except for who? God. And friends, we have a God who loves us. We have a God who knows that none of us are unclean. We are welcome as we are. We are welcome to worship we are welcome to experience the power in the presence of our god we are all worthy now let's make sure we're taking that time to fill that god-sized hole with only that which is holy and now let's join in a moment of prayer holy and loving god we turn to you on this day we know that you alone lord are holy We know that you alone are the the key to fill this void in our heart. We know that you alone are the source of all of our joy. So, Lord, we turn to you. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your joy. Help us to feel your presence so to let us know that we are worthy of your love. Allow us to worship you with all that we are this morning. And we pray this in every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and together we say, Amen.
5: For our call to uh, offering this morning, you can either uh, donate online or there is uh, in the back a uh, place to donate on your way out. Thank you.
1: Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say
0: Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Come you who are weary and restless. Come all who hunger and thirst. Creating God, source of all our being and all the earth, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of life. We thank you for calling us to obedience and for sending us Jesus to show us how to live. Jesus, our Savior, we praise you for the glory of redemption. It was you who suffered the world's pain so that we may live. We celebrate the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, who carries us through life with the love and the strength of our Lord, and we join in your unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We gratefully recall and remember Christ's birth as one of us, Christ's baptism for our sin, Christ's compassion for our suffering, Christ's intimacy with our frailty, Christ bearing the cross with its death, and Christ rising from the tomb by the power of God. It was Jesus who took the bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, "'This is my body, which is given to you. "'Do this in remembrance of me.'" In the same way, Jesus also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And so we affirm the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Consecrate, therefore, by your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine. Bless us that as we receive them, we may offer you our faith, and our praise. We may be united with Christ and with one another, and we may be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to continue faithfully as disciples in your world. And let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Through the broken bread, we participate in the body of Christ. Through the cup of blessing, we participate in the newness of life. If you are at home, you are welcome to take communion at this time. Those of you who are here, you will receive the to-go communion as we're still trying to be extra safe at this time on your way out of the sanctuary. But while we are not actively taking communion together at this moment, let us sit and reflect as we hear this music.
1: There's a table in your presence where the weary are restored where the bread is broken for us and the cup of life is poured blood and body offering for our sin. Sacrifice and resurrection, all who die with you shall Savior, to your table.
0: pray together we thank you lord for your presence strengthen us in faith increase our love for one another and let us show the world your greatness through jesus christ our lord and savior in the unity with the holy spirit we pray amen
1: My friends, may you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. My friends, may you grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. To God be the glory.
0: of God go forth with the love of God to fill your heart go forth be blessed and be a blessing to all